Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic-Con 2013. You can log on to denvercomiccon.com right now and buy tickets to the main event at the Colorado Convention Center. Do it. You have to, dude. Stan Lee's going to be there. It's going to be so cool. Sometimes I think about how cool it's going to be, and I get so excited that I get jittery. My my geekiness, knowing that I'm going to be in the same area of Stan Lee, gets me so excited. Oh, man. And it's so good, dude, you know, and his voice is so cool. It's, I think he has such an iconic voice because you grow up with him narrating for me. It was PlayStation video games. Yeah. And, uh, I was so watching, that, I was watching that episode of comic book man where that he was on from mm-hmm. last season. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, as I was watching it, I thought all I want to do, like, I want to talk to him, you know, I want to get him mm-hmm. on the show. Right. I would love to get him on the show. <laughs> I'd love just for a second to get him to say like, you listen to the real news podcast, Excelsior. Yeah. But you, if none of those things, I just want to give him a hug <laughs> straight <laughs> do up. Do you think he'll let you hug him? Like that? I don't know. I don't know if he lets people do that. Um, <laughs> you know, that would mean a lot to me. Um, yeah, that's that's like the dream at the very top would just be like, just let me give you a hug, man. Totally. I love but, you. Uh, what, what, another cool thing that Denver Comic-Con does, if you buy a ticket to Denver Comic-Con, you are supporting Comic Book Classroom that teaches children how to read after school through comic books. It's cool. It's man. an after school program. It's totally awesome. Yeah. And it's comics. And it's comics. Who doesn't love reading comic books? Uh, it's Nazis. Yeah. Nazis. Totally Nazis. Yeah. Partially because they all started just by being books about like Captain America punching Nazis in the face. But that's the greatest thing ever. That's one of my favorite covers is when Captain America is just punching Adolf Hitler right in the face. Right. Who doesn't want to punch Hitler? (laughs) You know what? You know who? Who? Nazis. (laughs) Yeah. I think towards the end they wanted to punch him too. You're you're right. You're right. Yeah. No, I didn't say I didn't say Germans. I said Nazis. Gotcha. Also, we started something last week, James. Uh, was it hating on, on Nazis? No, that's a that's a lifelong thing. <laughs> um, but if you log on to tweakedaudio.com oh, yeah. and check out their website and you need earbuds, you're like, hey, how am I listening to my podcast? James, how are you listening to our podcast tonight? Uh, right now, I've got my uh, really nice tweaked audio earbuds plugged into my ear. I've been carrying them around all week uh, and testing them out and stuff like that. I've got the parkour ones with the flat cable mm-hmm. that doesn't get tangled up as much, uh, and they sound really good. Um, you know, they're, they're the in-ear ones, so they, they already muffle a little bit of sound. I know you've got the ones that are actually, like, noise-canceling. Mm-hmm. They're awesome. Yeah. I got the natural version three, Ooh. and they're awesome. Well, and here's the thing. So my mom, um, she you know, she's always driving, and she mm-hmm. likes to talk on the phone while she mm-hmm. drives. And I like my mom, so I don't want her to get wrecks. <laughs> that's that's um, good. That's yeah. really nice so, of you. So she uses, um, like, an earpiece thing with mm-hmm. a mic on it, and they make those, too. So uh, she went on there, and she was like, I'm always looking for a, a new one of these. And she heard that, you know, they're helping us out some. Uh, so she was like, well, I'll order a new pair. And so she orders them. They're a fabric cable, which I didn't know they even did, which is wow. really nice. That's they're, awesome. they're really cool. Uh, they sound great. And she already um, got them. And, yeah, she got them in, like, two days. It was super quick. And she put in Real Nerds, po- uh, Real Nerds as, as one word promo Remember. code. Real one Nerds. Word. Uh, and she got like $11 off of her order, one third off of what she ordered. That is amazing. Awesome. So remember, log on to tweakedaudio.com, buy your earbuds, and when you do the checkout, there's a little promo box. And in the promo box, type in real nerds, one word, and you get a third off your whole order. Not just, you know, oh, you get a third off of a sticker. No, it's a third off your whole order. Exclusive to real nerds podcast listeners. Yeah. Tweakedaudio.com, and they're totally BA 
earbuds. My wife even we were given three different versions. I took the the most expensive ones because yeah. this is my show. Jerk. Um, you took the parkour ones, which is kind of made for people on the go, so it doesn't tangle. Yeah. My wife took the other ones. They're mm-hmm. and. She loves them because cool. she's not a big fan of the earbuds, but she says, oh, they just rest in my ears and it doesn't hurt my ears. So, I mean, everybody that's tried them, love them. Yeah. So do yourself a favor. Log on tweakedaudio.com. Remember, real nerds in the box, a third off your whole order. Yeah. That is awesome. You know what's cool? And I don't mean to drag this on. Now we're just, you know, shooting the shit. <laughs> um, but so this week I got my like my tax return back and I don't make mm-hmm. a lot of money and I claim no allowances. So they <laughs> give me a lot of money back. Yeah. The government does. Uh, so I was going to build a new computer. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I go on there, like what I've decided to start doing, I started doing this when we started like ordering stickers and stuff like mm-hmm. that, is I, I would just Google the website I'm using and Google coupon mm-hmm. to try and find like ways where I can save money and stuff like that. Uh, you don't need to do that. We no. are telling you right now, like we have the code. It's we have right the code. here. So real nerds. Cool. Yeah. It's real nerds. It's, it's our name. It's, yeah. it's it's very exciting. It is, and that they're really cool product is makes it so much easier to recommend. Yeah. Anyways, if this is the first time you listen to Real Nerds podcast, welcome. Thank you very much. And this is what we do every week. We go see. <laughs> we do commercials. We do commercials. <laughs> uh, so if anybody else wants to, yeah, be on I mean, our show, seriously? you know, we don't care who you are. Yeah. Um. Then that's the show for this week. We only have one. So. Yeah. We you know tweaked audio. Thank you very much. <laughs> Anyways. What we do is we pick a movie every week, a new release movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this week, we went and saw Side Effects. Um, so stay tuned for that. That's the last thing we do. It's kind of our feature. We review yeah. a big movie. Uh, we saw Side Effects starring Rooney Mara and Channing Tatum. And Jude Law. And Jude Law. Jude Law is great in that movie. And yeah, Spoilers. He's great in the movie. Yeah. Um, anyways, we also talk about things we've been seeing. We dig into our fan mail, if we have any. We do. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Then we also talk about comic books. You have a comic book for me this week, James? I do. Awesome. One. Awesome. I love that we have comic books now. Yeah. And we also give you some box office numbers. Some DVDs are coming out. So not only do we... We're like an information podcast. We tell you a movie we saw, what we've been watching... Dude, movie studios should be paying us to do this because we are just like a it, walking billboard for it's them. Like, it's like information, but not information that you terribly need. Like, it's not news. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it's just fun. It's fun. Yeah. And you know what? That's the great thing about movies is they should be fun. Amen. And the mission statement of The Real Nerds this year. Well, actually, when did we start this mission statement? Oh, man. Not long after we started. But our mission statement is we go into every movie expecting it to be good. Yeah. Except for James Shit Show Review, which you can read on realnerdspodcast.com. <laughs> uh, hey, actually, if anything, that proves it. Because I can go into movies like Sand Sharks and ex- <laughs> and want that movie to be good and find good things about it. You know, and what it's done, too, even with Sand Sharks, which is not a good movie. No. But you still, like, you still find some, maybe some redeeming yeah. qualities in yeah. it. Yeah, I find things about it that, like, you know, in the grand scheme of things that are just fucking garbage about those <laughs> movies. Um are, are actually pretty fun. Um, Absolutely. I, yeah. Sometimes I find myself saying too many nice things, if, uh, if I can be honest. Well, um, you know what? But we're also um, critics, no matter what the London Film Review says about us. Yeah. Seriously. Um, there's several ways you can reach us, James. We have a Twitter account. It's at real underscore nerds. <laughs> you can email us, realnerds at gmail.com. You can call us, 720-6nerds5. You can also leave a message on our Facebook page. Just search Real Nerds Podcast. And we also leave, you can leave messages directly on James's shit show reviews <laughs> and tell him how much yeah. you love Two-Headed Shark Attack. Oh, man. It's pretty good. Right? It's pretty, it's pretty bad. It is pretty bad. But, you know, yeah. you were showing me all your other stuff you got, and 
Honestly, I, there's some cool stuff coming down the line. There is. Pay attention to that art. Those what articles, was it? Manticore? Was it? Manticore is in there. I don't uh, understand what what was Manticore. I didn't understand. The... So Manticore is like this. Um, it's an actual mythological being. Is it's it really? A, it's a yeah, right. It's a real <laughs> mythological <laughs> being. Wow, that seems like um, an oxymoron. But please proceed. <laughs> it's a it's like a Greek thing that it was the head of a lion. The, oh, that's its right. tail was a. Um, like a it shot spines. No, 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 that's the uh, that's the chimera. As oh, the tail that's of a right. This one, oh, now see, I am now I'm getting confused. Well, anyways, you'll be it's watching. A, you know what? I'll tell you what the manicure is. We'll get there. <laughs> All um, right, sweet. Uh, so yeah, you can lots of ways you can reach us, but we'll go ahead and start the show right now. How we always start our show: fan mail. Fan mail. We didn't get very many emails this week. But one of the things that I am particularly proud of is my older brother, Steve, um, started listening to my podcast. And I think that's really cool because when you get your family to listen to your bullshit is is kind of fun. (laughs) And what is even cooler is he sent me an email that says Grimes for president. No, no subject. Absolutely nothing. You could have sent me a text. He's Stephen Grimes. Stephen Grimes, the governor of uh, of of South Carolina. That Absolutely not. He's oh. talking about Rick Grimes, sheriff, Walking Dead. Oh, it comes back Sunday. It does. And he, which, what, by the time this comes up, will be last Sunday. Yes. <laughs> so what is really cool though is he got into the show, and he told me he watched the first season straight through. Oh wow! Uh, like in one sitting. In one sitting. Wow. And he well, when I, mean, I yeah. and when I went over to his house uh, a few weeks ago, he was just watching it again on TV. Um, so it's kind of cool that he gravitated to a show I really liked, and yeah. he's really enjoying it. And I never knew my brother liked zombie stuff, so it's a great show. And I could see, especially with this first season only being six episodes, like mm-hmm. the momentum of how good that first episode is. Yeah, oh, that'll yeah. that'll get you through the whole first season real quick. I agree. So, hey, Steve, thanks for emailing me. Yeah. I appreciate it. Even though you're my brother, I'll still give you a shout out. One one of these days, we're still going to have him on the show. Yeah, no, uh, he's really busy. He has kids, so it's hard. It's harder for him children totally reproduction my nephews my nephew and my nieces are really cute though they're um so i've become a fan of scott derrickson i mean i was a fan of him before but i really didn't know of him that makes sense and i mentioned well actually how he started uh we got kind of figured out who he was is you wrote the article yeah um is the internet making you hate movies and ryan johnson he um, <laughs> tweeted, re- read it, and tweeted the article saying, "Hey, you know, check this out." And as not, well said, not from Colorado, by the way. No, no, I looked this up the other day. I think we said this on the podcast that he was from Colorado. No, he's not. No. That's what Brad he's told from, us. Oh uh, well, Brad's full of lies. Um, well, he's not here to defend himself. So yeah. fuck you, Brad. Uh, no, no, he's born in like Maine. No, oh. I think somewhere like that or Maryland, Maryland, Maryland. Yeah. Well, anyways, Ryan Johnson got a hold of the article and just tweeted it out. Yeah. And uh, Scott Derrickson retweeted it. Yeah. And when he did that, he followed us. And so I tweeted to him, um, if you listen to Film Explosion 2012, you can download it on iTunes and everywhere else. Listen to us on Stitcher Radio. You can stream it. Um, <laughs> I'm such a shameless plugger. You are. Um, anyways, I, I I tweeted him, I you know, just to kiss his butt. I was like, yeah. hey, Scott, just so you know, Sinister was my number nine movie of my 10 favorite movies of the year this year. I think you just said it was in your top 10. It was in my top 10. Yeah. But anyways, you he left him with some hope, like that it wasn't at the bottom of the top 10. Hey, still, you know, hey, top 10, top 10 out of, out of movies 84 saw? movies I saw. Hey, yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. And wasn't, it, was the Dark Knight on your top 10? It list? was. Oh, okay. Shoot. I was trying to think of one that was like, you know, you know, something that was mm-hmm. great that wasn't on your top 10 list. <laughs> there were, there are a lot of things, but. 
Anyway. Yeah. But anyways, so he said, oh, thanks. He basically just said, tweeted back and said, thanks. So last week we went and saw Kevin Smith in Boulder. Which was cool. It was awesome. And I just so happened to look at Kevin Smith. He has a podcast called Smoothie Makers. And Scott Derrickson had a two-parter on there. I said, oh, you're not going to hear what he has to say. And I, I downloaded it and I was listening to it. It was great. I mean, it's a great interview. Yeah. And I mean, I know I'm promoting somebody else's podcast, but if you ever... Hey, hey, what's good for one person's podcast is good for another. Exactly. Like it's, it's a, exactly. You know. and, and this is a, it's a great interview. And he talks about the movie making business and how hard it was for him to get started and and the budgets he had to fight. And I didn't know he directed The Day the Earth Stood Still. And he, oh, yeah. he goes into depth about the troubles with that movie. Um, never saying it was a bad movie. Just, you know, just happened during the writer's yeah. strike. So Exactly. But anyways, I I went to Kevin Smith's Twitter account and I said, you know, hey, uh Kevin and Scott, great interview, and you made me go out and buy Hellraiser Inferno, <laughs> which was his first mo- uh, major movie that he directed, and like f- first like studio film. Yeah, and what was cool is Kevin Smith favorited that tweet. Hell yeah! He did. So that's kind of cool. Thank you. And then Scott Derrickson retweeted it and sent back, much appreciated that I bought Hellraiser Inferno. That's too nice. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So, That's why you, you when you're you know when you're trying trying to get out there you just gotta kiss the right butts and yeah. you know but it's honestly not kissing his ass because oh, no. uh, you know he's really nice and uh, listening to you should really listen to this podcast it's really good he's so intelligent and just listening to him talk both those guys are great and and I um Kevin is really good at interviewing people like that like, he is those ones that he did um, the the Fat Man on Batman episodes like mm. the ones where he interviewed Mark Hamill and people like oh, that. Yeah. Uh, amazing oh like, yeah he is so laid back the way he talks to people it's great and uh the, a little side note on sinister i i didn't know the budget of it it cost three million dollars to make this is not wow. a three million dollar movie and then you have someone like ethan hawk in it yeah who's you know who's a star he got paid that pennies he probably got paid scale would be my guess yeah or maybe just a little more maybe he got points oh i'm sure he did but uh well scott derrickson talks about how he's gonna get paid if the movie does well and it made like 50 million dollars just in america so i'm sure he made money off of it yeah well actors actors don't get points a lot anymore but you know for something like that he might have been able to negotiate it and it's a great movie and you'll probably hear me talk about it next week um but anyways that was really cool and i'm gonna put out there you know mr derrickson if you're listening to our podcast right now and you're back in denver your hometown he says, oh, I really want to go on a podcast. The Real Nerds are situated here in Denver. I got, I got nobody to go see a movie with. <laughs> the Real Nerds will see a movie with you. And if you want to just come here and talk about your movies, you know what? You should come on our podcast and sit down and do a director's commentary with Hellraiser Inferno with me now that I own the oh movie. Oh, God. That would be awesome. <laughs> Pipe dreams, uh, right? Pipe yeah. dreams. Yeah, yeah, And then he can stick around for when we do a, uh, <laughs> a commentary for uh, Father's Day. Yeah. <laughs> he has nothing better to do, right? Yeah, he's got nothing better to do than come hang out with us and watch Father's Day. Totally. Oh, no. I hope he hasn't seen Father's Day. He might I hope, have. I hope most human beings haven't seen Father's Day. Well, I'm sure most human beings have not seen Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's a very that's select few. No one in India saw Father's Day. All right. Anyways, that's it for fan mail. We really didn't get too much this week. No, um, but some cool ones. We got some cool ones. Thanks for everybody who liked us this week, and thanks for tweeting us. Uh we got a, a shout out from another podcast asking about Denver Comic Con. Just yeah. remember, they're the ones who are going to have the answers for you. Um, so, like you know, if you're listening to this episode, um, yeah. just Go email the them because unfortunately, um, or I don't know either. 
Yeah. Well, and, you know, what we sort of discovered last year when we were still sort of getting started, I mean, we'd been doing this for over a year at the at the time that DCC happened, mm-hmm. but what we discovered is if you just ask people for things, um, they, they kind of will just open yeah. some doors for you. And if you exactly. take advantage of that, it's really awesome stuff can happen. Yeah. Uh, so our advice to So Like You Know is just, you know, keep on emailing them. They're really nice people, and they'll always yeah. email you back eventually. And, you know, just go out and do it. We got... George's Jaunty and Rebecca Isaacs because you saw Rebecca Isaacs before the con opened and George's Jaunty was right next to her and we asked yeah. him to be on our show and they said okay yeah that was pretty awesome mm, and so cool Michael Uslin executive producer of Batman's wrote a book I walked up to him and I just said Michael Uslin would you mind being on a nobody podcast and you know <laughs> what he said to me he said absolutely I'll be on your show yeah and talking to him he says everybody's got to start somewhere it's if when the door creaks a little bit open kick it open yeah um so that's my advice just so like you know if you're if you're having trouble with them just keep on keep at them because they're yeah. really nice people and they'll always help you out yeah i was gonna say you know all the, you, you'd be surprised at how nice those people are and you know uh the the, the little bit of courage that it takes is go up and talk oh man the a lot of courage that it took me to go up and talk to rebecca isaacs and be like hey do you uh i want because you know wanna, it's, can it's i talk to you for 20 rebecca minutes rebecca isaacs she's adorable she is adorable and she's an amazing artist yeah um, oh man and if you don't believe us, you know, check out Ashcan yeah. All Stars. Oh yes. Or even you know what? Go to her website, RebeccaIsaacs.com. She has a gallery there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, no matter what she draws, it's just so well done. Hell, just go buy Angel and Faith every yeah. every month. Angel go pick up Angel and Faith. It's amazing. Anyway. Anyways, that's enough of that. That's enough of that. So now is what James's favorite part of the show. Yeah. I'm not even gonna introduce. It. I'm just gonna let our random guy introduce it. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. I saw a few things this week. Oh, good. Um, I watched U.S. Marshals. <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> oh, good. I, I, I didn't remember the movie at all. Good. And and everybody who's been listening to this podcast for the, how long it's been around <laughs> knows that I'm trying to collect every Robert Downey Jr. movie. Yeah. Now, some of them are hard because... Some of them, are like, they're not on DVD. They're very obscure. Yeah. Um... I found shorts, shortcuts this week, so I'm going to be watching that, but it's three oh, and a half wow. hours long, so I didn't have time this week. Well, can't you just watch the clip he's in? Uh, I or does guess that, I br- could. that breaks the rules somehow, yeah. But I heard yeah. the movie's fantastic, so I kind of want to watch it. Mm. But anyways, back to U.S. Marshals. Um, this is the sequel to The Fugitive, the Fugitive. where Tommy which Lee is Jones... A, which is a great movie. The Fugitive we, is an amazing I think you got to keep in mind that this is a sequel to a great movie. And Tommy Lee Jones... I mean, I forgot his character's name already. Um, uh... Yeah. Whatever. It's Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, <laughs> and, it uh, is. He is... Uh, Wesley Snipes is a tow truck driver, and he is framed for the murder of two agents in New York City. But James... Is he Wesley Snipes has never been to New York City. Oh. Or has he? Mm. Dun, 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 dun. Or is he a tow truck driver? Mm. Mm. Intrigue. Intrigue. <laughs> <laughs> we oh. have been doing this podcast too long. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, you know, obviously I get it for Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. And he's in it, and he's... He's pretty... Yeah, he's, he's good. good. It's I mean, during the dark times for Robert it Downey Jr. It is. Jr. For the it is. Um, he, clean, some, he cleans up. He looks like he's okay, but he's you not. You know, he's, he seems like he's one of those, uh, at this time, I mean, now it's not a, a thing anymore, but yeah. at that time it seems like he could put it together to do a movie. And I mean, he's he's good in the movie. I think the movie, uh, the plane crashing sequence is really sweet. Yeah. Um, I think the movie suffers 
from the underdevelopment of Robert Downey Jr.'s character. Oh, really? Um, because spoilers, uh, maybe it's been out for Seriously. 17 years. Yeah. Um, he's the bad guy in it. Yeah. And you can see it kind of coming a mile away. Yeah. But there is some really cool little, I mean, I forgot the moment when the rookie cop comes in, he just shoots him. I'm like, oh my gosh, he just totally yeah. took that guy out. Well, and, and that's when they reveal it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, which is, it's a pretty good reveal. Yeah, and it's, I guess I mean, it's, you don't, it's like, a little, just a little past halfway in the movie. Yeah. But, I mean, there's some great scenes. Um, the scene where Tommy Lee Jones figures out that Robert Downey Jr. is the bad mm-hmm. guy is great. Yes. Because um, they kind of have this cool, like, standoff, and Robert Downey knows, and he knows, yeah. but they both are playing like they don't know. It's so cool. Um, so, yeah, but I, I... And then, you know, he reveals his plot to Wesley Snipes yeah. <laughs> in the hospital bed. And and at the end, don't they just don't they just shoot each other in like a oh no that's earlier in the movie no he gets yeah. like shot in the chest and he dies yeah that's right um but i mean it's an all right movie mm-hmm. i i don't think it was horrible no 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 I, it's one of those movies that like it comes on tv a lot and then i watch it mm-hmm. um and for that i think it's really fun that's why i brought up the thing about it being a fu- sequel to the fugitive because the fugitive is awesome mm-hmm. and the idea of making a sequel to that is daunting and i think it it does a good enough job oh yeah you know? i mean there's still some really funny parts in it yeah um i i mean if I, I'll watch it again because there's commentary and it's got Joe Pants in it. It does, and Joe Pants is really good. It does. Yeah. Uh, it, it. I mean, it's pretty cool. So yeah. I mean, it's it is what it is. If you see it in a bargain bin, you might pick it up well, and have a, a good night. <laughs> I picked it up it. for four dollars, so I'm, there you <laughs> I'm go. sure you can find it on Blu-ray or DVD. DVD. I didn't know oh, there okay. was a Blu-ray when I was there, and I didn't even look. The I just grabbed. Warrant? Yeah, I just grabbed the oh. DVD, and I was like, yeah, whatever. That's all right. It's not a movie. <laughs> I don't know how much it can be upgraded. Yeah. Um, I mean, by the mid-'90s, they were shooting on good enough film that when they upgrade them, they look nice. But still, it's not going to be a big deal. How many yeah. times are you going to watch U.S. Marshals? Well, who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe one more time with the commentary. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. That might be a movie I plug in if I want to watch, like, an action movie. Yeah. Because it's serviceable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also watched a movie part of the uh <laughs> part of the hellraiser inferno um collection i got yeah. was a but six the, movie the hellraiser like yeah it wasn't just hellraiser inferno it was no like, it was yeah. six hellraiser movies which right. i didn't know they made that many honestly i didn't either <laughs> i knew there i knew there was two of them and then when i was listening to an interview with him with kevin smith scott derrickson his first movie was hellraiser inferno i didn't even know what number it was and it's number five, evidently. And so I, I didn't even make it to that. I got to, uh, I watched the third one, which is called Bloodlines. Mm-hmm. And honestly, which, which I believe is the last one that was a like theatrical release. It was, yeah. Um, and honestly, it's not too terrible. Yeah, it's not good. Are you, are you like, do you like the Pinhead movies? Not really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Because there are some people who just think that he's the cool, like that whole yeah. Clive Barker thing is just the coolest. You kind of have to be in that mind frame. I don't, I, you know, there is some really cool parts. It, the problem is, is it's so horribly acted at points and mm. the dialogue is so bad yeah. that it sucks. But I mean, there there's makeup effects in it that are really cool because it was still at the time when horror movies didn't rely on CG. So, yeah. you, you know, it had been practical. I mean, the, the first dude in it gets... <laughs> is dragged in with chains on him. If anyone knows anything about Hellraiser, it's basically people get tortured by a demon and he yeah. lives off of their tortured souls or something like that. I don't even know. Anyways, it starts and this dude's in the emergency room and this reporter's trying to get her big break and she just happens to be in an emergency room when this dude goes by and his head blows up. 
So that's pretty cool. Wait, 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 wait yeah. why does his head blow up? Because he uh, got the chains from the Hell Racer dug into. I don't oh, even know. Okay. Um, actually, I I act like suddenly it makes sense. Like, oh, the chains from the Hell. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't even make sense to me. I don't know why his head exploded. Yeah. Um, because they had it in the budget. Yeah. But anyways, at uh, uh, Pinhead is stuck in this huge stone carving, and. You have to get if you get close to the carving, then the chains come out and rip your skin off, and it gives Pinhead power to break free of the stone oh, carving it. thing. I that... just did it. I just did it again. I was. Just, I, <laughs> they keep convincing me about Pinhead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. He gets. But I mean, there, there was a really cool effect where uh, actually there was a funny scene that it takes place in this nightclub called the Boiler Room, and the guy who runs the nightclub I forget his character's name, but he's the typical like douchebag guy. Is it? Is it? Is it a gay nightclub? No. Oh, okay. Um, and anyways, he lures this girl back into his nightclub apartment. <laughs> it's like this <laughs> apartment he has in the back room where I guess he just has sex with women. And he's like, Kevin's... It's not creepy at all. I know. He's, no, it's funny. I want to he, see this guy's head explode by he's the He's having chains. sex with this chick and he's like rubbing her boobs and he has a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, which is obviously a character choice, but it comes across as really funny because why does he have a cigarette hanging out of his mouth while he's doing this chick? Um, but he, anyway. hey, he needs more than one vice at a time. That's yeah. how hardcore this that's, guy is. This guy is. is pretty hardcore. Yeah, if he when he stops having sex, he has to start doing heroin. So that's <laughs> when uh, the chick found out that she he only drug her back to his apartment in the back of his nightclub to have sex with her. She was really hurt by it, but she she made what? she she made a fatal mistake. James, guess what? She stopped by. She stopped. Pinhead stone carving. Oh no! Pillar thing. Oh shoot! And the, the chains Wait, came. Out. She gets punished. Yeah. Why does she get punished? There's Be- a douche who's like banging chicks with cigarettes. Dude, uh, I'm gonna tell you the story. Bro. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so he gets, she gets strung up by these chains that dig into her. Right. And actually, it's a pretty cool effect. It ripped off all her skin. And, oh, good. And it was a pretty cool effect. And then she gets eaten by the uh, stone the hellhounds. Oh, monster okay. sure. thing. Stone sure. Uh huh. And. Uh, so then Pinhead is, has strength now to talk to this guy, and he wants him to lure women to his oh. crib so he can feed off of them. Ooh. And when it goes south, then Pinhead just eats that bad guy, and he breaks free. Oh, good. And then he kills so the a bunch of people yeah. in the in the nightclub. By, like one guy gets a bunch of pool balls shoved up his mouth, billiards. Um <laughs> And uh, then people's heads explode, uh, arms break. It's a pretty cool scene. Oh, okay. And, you know, whatever. Now, so at the end of the movie, Pinhead is released on the nightclub world. And then that's, like... No, he then he has a bunch of demons. So, like the, so like, the next movie, he's running a nightclub and, like, selling you know, cocaine in the back. That'd be sweet. But <laughs> there, there's something to do with, like, the cube. Um, keeps yeah. him locked up. Oh. I don't... I haven't seen the first one in years, so I don't even remember. Because the cube, the cube is a three-act structure. And so, in the third sure. act, it pulls him back into the cube. Sure. <laughs> so, it, gives, it even gives, like, an origin story of Pinhead. That oh, he wow. was a German soldier in World War One, And he was actually a good guy. But then he got corrupted by a de- I don't even understand it. Um, and I watched the movie. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, I will. The last thing I'll say about the movie is there's a point where Pinhead and his army of demon guys um, are walking down the street, and there's police officers, and they're all shooting at him. Do all of the demons look like him? Or no. Is it just they he's all the like, only one that's got like he killed a cameraman from the reporter lady, and mm-hmm. he had like a camera eyeball, and um, oh, so you know, oh, I see, because he's been turning these people into demons. Exactly. Gotcha. So they're chasing this reporter lady down the street, and these cops are shooting at him, 
And the lady said, no, you can't stop him. Just run away. And uh, the cops are like, you know, whatever. And they just keep on shooting him. And then this one demon, I don't know where he gets it from, throws gasoline on all the cops. And <laughs> it gets even funnier. So the, then the one lady cop, after they get showered with gasoline, she goes, oh, it's gasoline. <laughs> and then they get blown up. They get blown up? They don't mm-hmm. get set on fire. They don't burn. They just well, explode. The fire, the fire gets them, and then it oh. explodes. Because <laughs> <They, laughs> you know, the, the, yeah, the gasoline on the outside of them burned mm-hmm. down to the gasoline that they had been eating. Exactly. And then that compresses the gas totally. in their stomach, and then that causes it to explode. Oh, dude, totally. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, so stay tuned next week. I hope I'll try to get through most of them. Oh, um, no. <laughs> so you'll hear oh. more from Hellraiser. You know, one of the Hellraiser I, subtitles is Deader. No, it's not. It is. It no, is it's not. D-E-A-D-E-R. Is that even a word? Ladies and gentlemen, look forward to my shit show review of Hellraiser 17, Deader. <laughs> Deader. Um, and the last thing I saw this week was Aqua Teen Hunger Force, colon, movie, film for theaters, I think oh. is how it goes. Yeah, it is. Um, Have you seen it before? No. Oh. <laughs> it is really funny. Yeah. It's, <laughs> the, it, it's like the show, but it does have, a, I mean, an overarching story. Uh, yeah, and but it's also as weird as the show where yeah. there's a lot of just random. It goes shit. crazy. The plot, there. I, I mean, yes, there is a story sort of, <laughs> yeah. but the, the way they get from A to 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 D is not through oh, B no. and C. You know, um, when you when you turn it on and uh, right away, that's you know, let's go to the movies. Uh, yeah, and then uh, I'm going to put that on our website. That's how we feel because you know those singing dancing condiments are replaced by these like badass nacho condiments and pretzels and they yeah. sing death metal about how they're going to throw your baby in the street or something yeah. if awesome. you make noise and oh, run, have it ran over. Yeah. Um, and then they go to uh, the Aqua Teen and they're coming out of the Sphinx's butt. <laughs> like it's shitting That's them. where they came from. That's where they something. came from. And then uh, it, it's really goofy and it's, you know, Frylock is saying, Oh, I'm so stupid. And then Master Shake beats up a poodle, and, like a giant poodle. Yeah. And then you realize that Master Shake is telling the story. Yeah. Um, Master Shake's my favorite character on the show. So. Oh, yeah? Mine, so, mine's me one. Yeah. All because of that episode uh, when when they're looking for the PDA, which is easily my favorite episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they go to like the submarine, and there's the captain who's getting on there, and he's like, Hey, who wants who wants to you know who wants to come up here and get sexy with the captain? Like he's because they're mm-hmm. on this boat and he's like doing the voiceover. Oh, because it's it's one of those like those cruise ships from a theme park, you know, where the yeah. guy's talking about like, oh no, we're getting attacked by the tar sure. monster or whatever. Uh, and he's like, and and then he gets creepy, like he is some <laughs> kind of weird pedophile and wants to see if anybody wants to come up and get sexy with the captain. Uh, and afterwards, there's there's this great line where they're rolling home and Meatwad is really sad that they left already, and he says something like, "I wanted to go up there and." Get sexy with the captain or whatever he said. <laughs> and just the way he says it is hilarious. Well, too, they have that, uh, what's that robot? He says, a thousand years ago. Oh, yes. Yeah, I yeah. forget the name of that robot, uh, but it's funny. Yeah. And Carl dies like three times in it. Yeah. <laughs> Gets set on at fire. The, at the end when Master Shake shows up with that shotgun. Mm. Oh, it's hilarious. Oh, dude, the oh, movie's man. funny. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. It's really hard to describe because you have to know the show and know yeah. that the show is totally ridiculous and awesome. Yeah, don't just go see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I enjoyed it and I had fun watching it. It made me laugh out loud tons. Yeah. Uh, you know, where uh, what I don't even see, I don't even some of the characters' names, uh, the like spiky alien guys. Um, They're like German. Oh, the the uh, the Plutonians. Yeah. Yeah. 
oh yeah that uh and when him and the robot start making out oh that felt really good <laughs> oh yeah oh, but man. my favorite long running joke in that whole movie is like when they say fuck it there's like a beep in the background but they still you yes. still hear fuck <laughs> well yeah because that's the other thing is that they are allowed to you know they pull out all the stops they can do whatever they want yeah. in, that, in that one so um and the abraham lincoln at the beginning was funny i can't believe that movie got made i know so weird. It only cost like two hundred thousand dollars. I was oh, yeah. reading about it. It made money. Oh, yeah. It only made like two million dollars in the theater, but it made tons of money. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I saw it in theaters, and I it was you know it, I'm sure it was just those guys like goofing around, totally. coming up with stuff, and just in their free time making that movie. Um, but what's cool is that's an out of print DVD, and I found it at Trademark. Oh, so wow. It was kind of cool that I found it, and it's yeah. fun. So if you've never seen it, uh, maybe watch the show first before you watch it. But yeah. You'll enjoy it. And um, that's what I watched this week, James. What did you watch? Cool. Um, well, first of all, I didn't finish it, but I'm still watching House of Cards. I've got like an episode and a half left. Oh, well, that's um, good because last week you only had I, almost I had, an episode. I had almost an episode under my belt. Are you still uh, liking it? Yeah, I am still really liking it. Um, I sort of understand now that what it's really about is this guy who is sort of addicted to power. You know, mm-hmm. he, he really likes being in control and... Um, it's it's hard to say that there is like a season long arc. It's just sort of that things, um, I don't know, things happen, and he has these relationships with people, and he, he you sort of watch as he start, tries to manipulate people, and then it starts to go wrong. And the, part of it is that right now, uh, this one guy he's been manipulating the whole season, things are getting weird with, and so I don't know where that's going to go. But I I am really enjoying it. Um, the thing, probably my biggest takeaway here is. Um, Robin Wright Penn or Robin Wright is all awesome. Quit saying Penn. I know, I know. Um, freaking Sean Penn. He ruins. She's everything. so cute still. Like I think she's really pretty still. She's. I mean, how old is and she? She's she's, she's forties, like, right? Um, I think she's older than that. Really? I think, I think she's like pushing fifty. She might. I think she's in her forties, but I don't think she's quite fifty yet. Uh, yeah, she might not be, but I mean, she's she's there. pretty though. Um, yeah, and and here she is like she's stoic and controlling and like very reserved, and it's it's really hot. It nice. just is. I don't know what it is. And, you know, I've had... I, I've, I mean, pro- I've probably had a crush on her my entire well, life. Well, yeah, because you um, grew up with the Princess Bride, so yeah. did I. So you have to love her in that. I know. Yeah, it's true. Um, I mean, I also have a crush on Carrie Elways. I'm not ashamed to uh, admit it. Uh, Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. Who is, who is, I think, 50 now. Or maybe... Oh, no, no, no. She can't No, no, she's like 45. Sorry. She's pretty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I grew up with the Rocketeer, and so my whole yeah, life yeah. it's been like, oh, Jennifer Connelly. Anyway, this Anyways, yeah. uh, now um, it's getting creepy. It is. Uh, uh, but speaking of creepy, um, my biggest takeaway here is how great Kate Mara is. Really? Like, she's that's so really shocking good. to me. Yeah, I know. And that's the thing. I, I kept thinking, like, okay, she started off, the first time I think I saw her in anything was Shooter, mm-hmm. that, that Marky Mark sniper movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was, you know, I, I don't remember. The movie's it. all right. Yeah, that movie is whatever. And she doesn't have much to do in it, so it's not a big deal. Um, but I always sort of assumed, like, um, and maybe this says something horrible about me, but I always saw her as like, oh, you know, she's that sort of that person that when they can't get like Jessica Beale, they're going <laughs> to throw her in there and she's going to be pretty and she's going to probably do a better job than Jessica Beale. But nobody's going to really necessarily care. Um, but she has I think chosen roles. Yeah, I, I think. I, yeah, no, I, absolutely. But I think better than that is that she has chosen roles very smart, smartly so that uh, I, I look at her now as like a very serious actor. You know, mm-hmm. like I expect her to be in really quality things gotcha. and doing a great job, and she is setting that bar very high here. Um, I, yeah, I think she's really good. Um, 
So yeah, check that out. Obviously, if you've got Netflix. Oh yeah, I should. Um, I haven't opened up Netflix in forever because I got so many movies lately. Yeah, yeah. I should. Hey, that's not a bad thing. It's really yeah. not. Um, I, I also got to watch We Bought a Zoo because I picked it up at Tradesmark. Mm. Um, and this happened because my folks rented it a few weeks ago, and they were like, "It's really good. You should you should see this movie." Um, and it's it's really good. Is it? It's. I mean, it's. It's. It's precious mm-hmm. in a certain way, you know. Well, like, are you talking about precious the movie? No. <laughs> okay, because that would no. be horrible. I mean, it's um, it's one of those sort of family movies where, in the end, they they work things out. You know, they struggle with basically the story. If you don't know, it is uh, Matt Damon plays this widow, this widower who he's got two kids, and um, his wife died of I don't know disease X. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Um, and. His his kids, especially his his son, who is you know twelve or thirteen, something somewhere around there. Um, no, I think they say he's fourteen. Um, so he he's really having a hard time. He gets expelled, and what what Matt Damon's character decides to do is he's going to take the money that he has, and he's going to uh, first he's just looking to buy a house and move, and he comes across this house that is, and it's based on a true story. Um, that is, uh, it's a it's like a animal reserve. Park. Like yeah. it, it is. A, it's like a little independent zoo, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some people who work there, and it's being run by this estate, but it is for sale. And so he he buys it, and then as he meets the people who work there, and his kids sort of meet these people, and they get to love these animals, um, they resolve their issues, whatever. Um, and yes, maybe that is simple, uh, but it's done really well. Uh, it's a Cameron Crowe movie. He does usually pretty well. Which, yeah. Um, I mean, he's he's made some movies that I think are misses. Mm-hmm. Um, Vanilla Sky, Elizabeth Town, not his best work. Jerry Maguire is amazing. Jerry Maguire is amazing. Almost Famous is amazing. great. Um, so, but he is he's really working hard here mm-hmm. and uses music well, as he always does. Um, I will say this. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I cried. Yeah, man, I did. It's okay, um, dude. Like, like I said lately, it, no, I, it things just, get to me. Yeah, and it's just, it's it, it plays the right notes at the right time, mm-hmm. and it works. Um, I, I don't want to spoil too much about it, but there is this storyline of of um, him. There's this tiger who's there who's just getting old, mm-hmm. uh, and sort of him working back and forth to try and decide like what do you do with an old tiger like the way he they deal with that story and what that does to reflect the sort of grief that mm-hmm. he's going through it's awesome it's just done really well Sweet. and but but best of all there is this sequence at the end where he has sort of he's he's he he they could have just left the film at a certain point uh, but he tacks on this little scene where um they sort of return to this place where he and his in his wife made a lot of memories uh and he takes his kids there and i mean this is spoilers for the movie but it's just it's so good um he and he sort of tells them the story and the story that he tells and the way that cameron crow shoots it and the way he paces it and there's this thing this sort of moment that happens at the end that i won't reveal uh that he does perfectly and that was what got me Hmm. that was the moment where i was like oh man you (laughs) you son of a bitch um it was just it was beautiful nice um Things that aren't beautiful. I rewatched the thing, the prequel thing, mm-hmm. the one with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I still really like that movie. Um, See, I bought that because you bought it at Tradesmart, and yeah. that, it was one of my one dollar ones. Yeah, and I couldn't find anything. I'm like, oh, fuck it, I'll get the thing. Yeah, and so Have I, haven't, watched I, it? I haven't watched it. Yet, oh, okay, no. 
Um, I still think that movie is really cool. I, I remember um, liking it okay in the theaters. Yeah. And um, but I felt it was a movie I needed to rewatch. Yeah. Because it's not there's nothing in it that I really disliked. <laughs> yeah. But I couldn't remember anything I could really latch onto to say, oh, this is a really cool movie. It's sort of that thing, that same thing as um as the thing with the Fugitive and U.S. Marshals, where it's like, okay, you're doing a prequel to a movie that I think is a masterpiece. Like, I, you know, yes, a few of the shots from from John Carpenter's The Thing are getting a little bit dated at this point, but but that is nothing compared to how perfect the tension and all of that yeah, stuff is. It doesn't uh, matter. And I, I think that that movie does a pretty good job, you know, mm-hmm. um, and shows you some cool stuff and there's some, there's some neat monster stuff. Uh, I, I think the, the pinnacle is that scene where they're going around looking in people's eyes. Oh mouths. yeah. That's like really that, cool. that scene is exactly what John Carpenter's the thing was. Um, and I love the ending. The, the ending is so melancholy and yeah. dark. Um, just with that very subtle light flashing. Yeah. That, I'm trying to that, remember it. I can't, I well, remember there. It almost picks up immediately where the first one. Or yeah, I guess the the credits during the credits you get that scene with the helicopter. Yeah. But at the end of the movie, like she and this other guy drive somewhere. That's right. And then some That's things right. happen, and she ends up alone. And she's just sitting in this truck, and there's just this faint light flashing. And what that light flashing means, and you know, this idea of like, oh crap, this is what's. This is what's next for her, and then they just leave it. They mm-hmm. leave her story there, and that's the thing. That yeah. I'm like, oh, man. That's, <laughs> the thing. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, the thing? Yeah. Well, the next thing uh, is Community came back this week. It did, and, and I'm bumming I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I, I won't say much. Um, you know, this is the first season that doesn't have Dan Harmon on it. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I, I know it's Jeff is trying to get into the history of ice cream yes. <laughs> class. Yeah. Um. Which all of that story, you know, it, the the story of the episode is whatever. I think the the important thing here is that um, because this is the first episode we've seen without Dan Harmon on it, I, I think it changes a little bit of the way I look at the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with a show like this, you when you watch an episode, you kind of just give it the benefit of the doubt when you already like it, like it's won you over. Sure. And when there's something like this happens and you sort of... You, you you it it taints you a little bit because you end up watching it and going like, well, is this as good as it used to be? And the truth is, I think it is. Mm. I think I think they're doing a really good job. I'm sure most of the writers there are still the same. Obviously, all the talent is still the same. Um, and the opening sequence I thought was brilliant. Um, the the at the very beginning, they they find a way to trick you. Uh, they try to find a way to make the show into like a really hammy sitcom with like a real bad. Uh, laugh track and stuff like okay. that and where like everybody's doing these horrible sitcom-y jokes and stuff like that um, and and to me I, I don't know if this was intentional but to me it was sort of a commentary on all of the all of the naysaying that was said about mm-hmm. them bringing this new showrunner on and I'm sure that he took all of that and said okay well in the same way that last season we started with this song where we were promising that like well you know, you guys are out watching Glee, so how about we do a Glee song about how we're going to be happy and mainstream and completely ruin this show? Um, this time he did a, an opening sequence that was, you know, you guys all think that because Dan Harmon is gone, the show is going to suck, and then I'm going to make it into some, you know, mainstream piece of garbage sitcom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he because there was that worry about it. Oh yeah, I I, I worried about mm-hmm. it. I did. Um, and I don't think he's done that. I think a lot of it is still true. Uh, and the very last sequence, like the post credit sequence. Is is proof that the completely bad shit, crazy stuff is still going to be in the show. Sweet, um, Troy and so, bed in the morning. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm. Yeah, I really liked it. So. Cool. Yeah, that makes me excited. 
Didn't it come out today? Uh, last night. It aired last night. I thought it was on Friday nights. No. No, no. It they aired last night. It? Okay. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I just, I it's watched my DVR. it. I watched it this morning. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Very cool. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. That's all. Hey, Brad, time. what'd you watch? I watched gay porn. Brad, why are you talking about that's gay not, porn on the oh, show? Oh, man. Because I love gay sex. Dude. That's, oh, that's... Brad, you are not going to be allowed to talk for the rest of this podcast. Moving along to word from our sponsors. <laughs> that's that's why we need Brad. We don't know what goes next. The Comic-Con that is a mile above the rest returns in 2013 and it's bigger than ever. That's right. Stan Lee's going to be at Denver Comic-Con this year. They also have George Takei at Denver Comic-Con 2013. Plus Kelly Who and Will Wheaton. Friend of the podcast, George's Jaunty will be there. So go online to denvercomiccon.com where you can buy tickets. Stay tuned. VIP tickets for Stan Lee will be available. For barbecue that can't be beat, try Birdman Barbecue Sauce. Available and original and spicy. These robust full flavor sauces have the awesome power to kick your taste buds in their face. And for that smoke and taste on everything you eat, try a new Birdman Smoke and Rub. Caution! Meat left unrubbed may suffer from flavor performance anxiety. You can pick up Birdman Barbecue at local area Ace Hardware stores, Ruff's Barbecue in Golden, and the Danny Cash Hot Shop off Broadway. You can also like us on Facebook at Birdman BBQ. My man spider sense is tingling. Hey, look, it's Man Spider. How's it going, true believers? When I'm swinging through Colorado and I need comic books, I head to Arvada, Colorado, to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Oh, no, the teal troll is attacking me. My son's in danger. Will no one help him? Oh, no, it's Man Spider. Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics, the whips the competition with great deals on back issues. 50% off, hold slot, 20% off list price. You want sports memorabilia? They got that, too. Where are you going, Man Spider? The teal troll still has my son. Here's web in your eye. Oh no, I'm bested by Man Spider again. So visit 6700 Wadsworth Boulevard in Arvada, Colorado, and tell them the real nerd sent you. This is the box office stats. Uh, you don't need to pull it up, James. I already know that. I already know. Uh, Warm oh, okay. Bodies was the number one movie. In the land with nineteen point, or was it twenty million? See, see, what see, did you, thank you. What did I think you it's nineteen point seven. I'm trying to get there. Uh, it's twenty. It's twenty, 20 million dollars. Yeah. Which the the reviews for this have actually been pretty good. Yeah. And you know we were never good. gonna see this movie ever 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 nope. ever gonna see this movie. And guess what? We're still not. Um, <laughs> uh, False, James. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, we did have this great thing going with our listener Cora's boyfriend Michael. Where we are just going to show up and be like, hey, you're part of the Real Nerds podcast this week and we're seeing warm bodies. Yeah. And uh, I guess she figured out. Uh, Michael sent me an email saying she figured it out. So next week, <laughs> stay tuned for Superfan Cora on the Real Nerds podcast when we see warm bodies. Yeah. And Die Hard. Well, and hopefully we're, we're going to be able to get Die Hard in there. <laughs> we're hopefully going to get to see that. <laughs> Maybe she'll want to see both. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Bolt to the Head, which is the movie we saw, was, came in at six. Yeah, with not four, surprising. Almost, yeah, four and a half million dollars. I liked so, it, but um, um, but there's, I mean, here's the, here's the thing about last week that I think is the coolest. Number two, 
Hansel and Gretel. Yes. <laughs> like, ser- <laughs> like that's that's. Dude, I, I'm, I, I got an email from uh, Amazon touting the de- uh, the Blu-ray release of it, and I said, I want to get that on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was looking at, I said something about this on Facebook, The um, if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. it's like a 15% or yeah. something like that, and then the audience review is like 65%. Like, it's such a stark well, it's difference. Because it- and you read the the little snippets from the uh, from the people who didn't like it, and I really feel like they don't get it. No, I think so too. Uh, I think that's a problem sometimes with critics. Yeah, is they, they. I think it, they. If I think it's they, not. I don't know. I think they see a movie like that and they go, "This is a piece of shit." Yeah, and they go to it and they go, "Oh yeah, this is a piece of shit." And then that that means that they never open up to it and go like, "Okay, what is this movie trying to be?" Exactly. I, you know, I'm not trying to say that Hansel Gretel is the greatest thing ever. But it's you know dumb, what? but. It's so much fun. You know, I liked Hansel and Gretel so... I'm going to say Hansel. I like Hansel? Hansel and Gretel so much... Hansel? ...that uh, one of my $1 Blu-rays at Second Spins... I've been going everywhere because I have all this store credit. Yeah. Um, ...is Prince of Persia. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because of... Because of... Uh, uh, Gemma. Gemma Arterton. Arterton, isn't yeah. it? So I'm going to watch it just for her. That's cool. Anyways, Box Office Mojo, of course, gives you all box office numbers. Yeah. And what am I going to watch next week... You mean on DVD? I was saying that up. Oh, game, oh so yeah. I'm going to talk over it so it won't be hard for Brad to edit. And it'd be like, oh, I didn't have to introduce a segment. It's just going to go fall right in there. That's oh, so cool. But now you just fucked it up. DVD releases and Blu-rays. Big week next weekend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, Skyfall snuck up. Right? I know. I didn't think it was that quick. I, um, I'm you know, I actually I love money. the cover art for Skyfall. I think yeah. it's so cool. Anytime that they block the Blu-ray, like the banner mm-hmm. at the top of the Blu-ray thing, I think that's cool. I just do. And, you know, something about the white and James Bond shooting yeah. a gun is really cool. Also yeah. coming out is a movie I wanted to see, but I never got a chance to, which is Perks of a Wallflower. Perks of Being a Wallflower, yeah. Which is supposed to be really good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited It, it was that. one of those on the short list of movies from last year that I, I missed that I regretted having Me too. Missed, you know. And... Number nine of my top ten movies from 2012 is coming out. Also, Sinister is released on Blu-ray. Oh, really? So I am uh, stoked for that one as well. I'm not seeing it. It's on here somewhere. Um, yeah, the uh, there's a documentary called Bully from last year oh, that I've been really... Maybe Sinister's next week. Okay. Well, I'm going to pimp way. it anyways. I'm going to keep saying Yeah. Sinister. Um, <laughs> so uh, Bully, which is a documentary I wanted to check out, but I don't think it made a lot of rounds, um, which... Uh, what was there's another movie now that's like oh uh, Kevin Smith was talking about there's a there's a movie out now because he really liked Bully mm-hmm. and there's a movie out now that's like a uh, fictionalized version of Bully but it hasn't um, been picked up yet though I thought he saw the it movie he was talking about no yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it's a movie that they are trying to they are hoping to pick up at Sundance but he was like you know the only reason we wouldn't pick it up is because somebody else does so mm-hmm. you're gonna get a chance to see the movie um, I don't remember what it was called neither do I anyway I'm sure he, I'm sure he's pimping it on his show I'll sure listen to is. his podcast <laughs> but not till we're done uh, The Sessions which is that Helen Hunt movie oh yeah um, is also at this week The Man with the Iron Fists which is that movie where the RZA made some gloves and punched people nice um, Robot and Frank oh yeah which is one of those I have been waiting for uh, because it was it, it was another one of those movies that Brad talked about that sounded really cool. And then when you um, see the trailer, you say, "Why didn't I see this movie?" Yeah, seriously. Um, but you know, it came and went on the little indie circuit. Uh, Silent Hill Revelation, which was that we almost saw that we did. Um, and oh, dude, there's some there's some Duck Dodgers coming out this week. Nice. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, anyway, that looks like. The majority of it. There's a whole lot of uh, James Bond releases this week. I think they're, they're making them single everything. instead of so you don't have to buy the collection. Yeah. 
Um, but that looks like it. Yeah, I'm, actually, I think Sinister is next week, but you know, I'm gonna pimp it out anyways. When was that? Um, when was that? Oh, here, here it is. is it? Here it is. There it is. Yep. Bigfoot's Wild Weekend. Oh um, yeah. This when is, that gonna... is not twenty two dollars. I will get it. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of those I'm gonna have to keep an eye out because it looks like softcore porn with a Bigfoot, <laughs> um, which I don't know that I want to watch that. But it, I, Dude, I look but at how, that cover how and funny I have would it to be? see that movie. Because you know that famous footage of Bigfoot, or allegedly Bigfoot, yeah, where, yeah, he's, yeah, where he's, where he's like walking, walking and, he and then he turns and looks at the camera? Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if uh, th- the, the opening of the movie was him like walking and then he heard like girls giggling and then he turns and looks and you just see girls running naked? I would love to see that. <laughs> I would love to see Bigfoot's Wild uh, Weekend. Yeah. I just it, It's kind of like with, uh, with Iron Sky, where it's like if you tell me that there are Nazis on the back of the moon. I have to watch your movie. If you tell me you're going to make a movie about like Bigfoot running around having a, a nice spring break time, <laughs> I have to see that movie. Uh, it's just like a rule somewhere. Um, anyway, that's everything for this week. Cool. Digitalbits.com is our source for DVD releases. Yeah. Unspool real news. It's real news. I don't know why I said news like that. I was like, news. Hey, hey, James, uh, you want to uh, spill some real news for us? Hey, buddy. <laughs> I don't know what that voice was either. You know what the biggest news to me was this week? Mm. We pulled this up earlier. Uh, there are 10 Puppet Master movies. There is. And the 10th one is about Nazis. And didn't you say you can get it at Netflix? <laughs> Red I mean, uh, Redbox. Yeah, yeah, it's a Redbox. Yeah, yeah, it's a Redbox. Like, you can <laughs> drive to your local Walgreens and watch a movie about the Puppet Master and Nazis. Well, and that means that Redbox paid oh, Puppet yeah. Master to have that movie in their wow. uh, kiosks. So, you know, if you want to pick it up, Puppet Master 10. I've seen the first one. Um, yeah. Uh, for, before we get into actual news, we don't usually talk about trailers, but the Super Bowl was last week. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the Super Bowl? Of course. I didn't. I was at work. Um and I honestly didn't know who won until like the next day. Doesn't matter, it's not yeah. the Broncos. Exactly. Um, but with the Super Bowl comes lots of trailers, and mm. some of them were actually pretty interesting. They were. Um, first of all, we got a new trailer for Oz, and that looks awesome. Yeah. Um, but nothing really new as far as that's concerned. No, I think they're leaving a lot of it kind of under in like under wraps. Yeah. Because a, a lot of it seemed like footage we'd seen before, but just sort of re-edited. Yeah. One of my um, favorite. Uh, scenes in that is the Wicked Witch in like the in fire. The fire. Oh, that's so. I'm awesome. so glad they're putting that in every trailer now because yeah. it's so cool. Um, there was also, I want to talk about the, the, the Lone Ranger trailer. Um, not a movie I was terribly excited about, but one of those where I love Gore Verbinski. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I think he's been, you know, I, I don't think that the, the, the second two Pirates movies are the best, but they're still so cool. There's some cool stuff. In I, there. I love in the um, third one. Actually, I just got those on Blu-ray cause there's the movies I've always wanted to have on Blu-ray Yeah. because when Blu-ray first came out, I remember the first Pirates was being shown as like a, yeah. like a, like a showcase piece like, saying, yeah, this is what this medium looks like. Right. And so I've always wanted them. And I, I got them last week because of my incredible trade-ins that I got. Yeah. And so I haven't had a chance to watch them. But that scene where in the third one where they're in like the... The big whirlpool. The whirlpool and the, yeah. is amazing. Yeah, it is. So I'm kind of excited to see that again. And and the things that I don't like about those movies are not because of Gore Verbinski. <laughs> no. You know? Um, and and I, I feel like somebody, somebody who was not as talented, man, that first movie, Rob I really Marshall. feel like... That first movie, twenty years from now, I'm still gonna be talking about how cool that movie. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Like, it's really a tight script, and and uh, you know, yeah, it's a it's a fun popcorn movie, but the best kind of fun. Popcorn oh yeah, movie. no, I agree. Um, uh, anyway, so 
Bone Ranger, like the first tra- few trailers for that, I was like, oh, this doesn't, you know, and there was so much Johnny Depp in them. Mm-hmm. That I, uh, it just rubbed me the wrong way. But the one that they released for the for the Super Bowl kind of got me. Yeah. Like there, there was, was just cool. something about just the way they presented it where I was finally like, okay, cool. I, I think that you can actually make this a good movie. I think they're you're just not marketing it the way that I would want you to. Well, yeah, because they're going to market, of course, they're going to market Johnny Depp as, yeah. you know, hey, look at it. He's playing another crazy character, even though Tonto's really not that crazy, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I will always think that was bad casting, but mm-hmm. I, you know, it's, I one, it's, of, it's one of those hurdles that they Johnny might, Depp's, though. yeah, it's one of those hurdles that they might just get over. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, there was no, the Iron Man trailer is fucking awesome. It is. It, you know, it's better as the extended trailer. The, yeah, because the extended because, look. Because, yeah, because yeah, the extended look is so brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Because it's funny. I, if anybody hasn't watched it, I've, I've posted it like three times because yeah. you know how I love Robert Downey Jr. That's and he, awesome. he literally comes out and takes off his sunglasses and you expect him to say something really well, profound. And it starts off, it's like, get ready for an extended look. Yeah. It is, man. Yeah, and the extended look is 30 seconds of Robert Downey Jr. looking at you. And what, <laughs> what does he say in it? It's it's um, it's not an extended look. It's uh, uh He says something really funny. Yeah, though. yeah, he's got a good But the trailer is so cool. Like when yeah. he says, how many people are there? Oh. 12 and how many can I hold four you're like oh I, my god I realize that, that is the kind of thing I've wanted from comic book movies my whole life like that kind of a moment where where a superhero is is not just presented with an with a situation and he beats it but he is presented with a situation that is you know it's, you know, a situation it's not just he like, really can't win yeah it's a situation that like we we often get like okay here here's a situation that normal human beings couldn't fix and then the superhero fixes them and this is one where his limitations are are very visible, mm-hmm. and we're going to get to see him try and overcome them. I'm sure none of those people splat the ground. <laughs> I'm sure he finds a way. He makes a parachute out of his pants or something like that, and he saves them. Or he I don't grabs care. them all and uses a thrusters or something. Sure. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, he ejects his suit, and it explodes on the ground, and the explosion counteracts their <laughs> velocity. He's Murder. Tony Stark. He's really smart. It doesn't matter. It's the idea that they approached it that way. Um, and I just wonder, the way I they why. I wonder why it's so cool so and cool. clever. I wonder who wrote that script. I I'm trying to think of a director and writer who'd be badass. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think he made another awesome Robert Downey Jr. movie, Kiss yeah. Kiss Bing Bing. Um, but you know, <laughs> anyway, uh, it's great. The World that War Z trailer, trailer. Oh, I didn't even watch that one. It, I didn't know that it was, was only one. like thirty seconds. It oh. didn't show anything. Yeah, whatever. I don't care about that movie. Yeah, I'm seeing it because <laughs> I like zombies. But. Uh, but you know what trailer I think won the Super Bowl? Hmm. Fast and Furious 6. Really? That is the trailer that I saw so many people afterwards going like, did you see that? That is so... Like, I was getting it linked to me. <laughs> I, people were texting me and be like, my, my most anticipated movie of 2013 is now Fast and Furious 6. <laughs> uh, I think it, it's the it's the point at which they say vehicular war ha- warfare that then everybody yeah, is sold. True. They're like, oh my God, this is going to be awesome. Uh, and it is. It's, man, I can't believe... If you had told me... Because you know, I still haven't seen Fast and Furious 4. Uh, it's horrible. Fast and Furious, that one was called. Um, if you had told me that I would ever be this excited about a Fast and Furious movie again, I would have spit in your eye. Like, <laughs> Well, it's because Fast Five is so cool. Yes. Because it's a heist movie. And, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, but yeah. he really actually elevates the movie. I he think does. so because he's so charismatic. Yeah. And that he's back in it. And Yeah. I, I, I don't know what it is about the, the tonal shift or... Or if it's just that at a certain point they stop taking themselves seriously in any way with that movie, and so 
they just started having fun again. Exactly. Um, because even Too Fast, Too Furious, Tokyo Drift, neither of those movies uh, are, are anywhere close. I think Fast Five is probably better than The Fast and the Furious was. Of course it is. Um, this conversation brings clearly into light how how horrible the naming scheme for these movies are. Um, but, I, I mean... They should instead they should call it Fast V six, you know, like a <laughs> like a car. <laughs> oh no, that would have been really good. You're right. <laughs> yeah, um, but it, the, yeah, it looks it's, ridiculous. It's cool. But I want to see. I that mean, a car movie. driving through an airplane is yes. sweet. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing. At this point, they're just promising you like promising you like there's going to be some really cool action here, yep. and people are going to run. And if you're lucky, we'll get fingerprints off of a bikini bottom, like, <laughs> like that kind of nonsense. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that movie. You um, know what's cool is um, moving along is Mark Webb is tweeting stuff every day from the Spider-Man set. Yeah, and it's you know it kind of snuck up on me. I knew it was going to happen soon, but I mean they started filming in like a few days ago and they're already tweeting stuff and it's kind of yeah. interesting. Um, the big news, well, I don't know if it's really that big, but they're going to start spinning off star Wars movies. Yeah. Where, you know, I always thought I, you know, I never understood why George Lucas never did this. Yeah. Boba Fett is one of the most popular characters he ever created. And then he killed him. And then he killed him so fast and people were <laughs> clamoring for a Boba Fett oh, yeah. movie. Because I mean, be it's, badass. it's pretty much part of the canon now that I, I mean, I think it officially is that like the, the book that where it introduces the idea that he got out of the Sarlacc mm-hmm. is part of like actual Star Wars canon, um, which is a pretty like not all not all of the books that are Star Wars books are canon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's actually pretty tight. It is. Group. I, I, I so, did read something where George Lucas has to prove it to be canon. Right. Um, um, so, uh, yeah, the. Uh, uh, it's is one of those characters that everybody wants yeah. to see more, and and you know a Han Solo movie would be sweet. Yeah, um, it goes back to what I said a few weeks ago when when Zack Snyder uh, announced that like he was probably going to be working on a a, a a Star Wars movie that was not in the, in the series. Um, and wait, was it Zack? Yeah, it was Zack yeah. Snyder. Yeah, um, it was a samurai movie or something. Yeah, like, like he was going to do some kind of samurai esque mm-hmm. kind of movie. Um, and that, that that was when I realized, like, oh, I don't actually give a shit about a new trilogy. I just want you to go have fun in this universe. Yeah. Because we all love that universe so much, and it's so rich and so dense. And, it is. and Lucas did so much work making it feel that way um, that, that you could do anything. You could tell any story, and it would be so cool, and we know the rules of that universe that you could show me really neat stuff. Because you could literally, you could do Episode 7, Boba Fett movie, the next year. Oh, yeah. Episode 8. The next year, then the Yoda movie, yeah, episode nine, and then the Han Solo movie, yeah, uh, and they, then just they, make Star Wars movies every year for the rest of my life. And when they're not good, who no, cares? Who cares? <laughs> you know, like that is how great that universe is. I agree. As long as you, um, as long as you don't get into the world, get into the mindset that Lucas had, where everything is part of this, you know, this one storyline, and and one little thing affects something else. If you really free yourself up and say, like, okay, we're going to make these movies, and if one sucks or if one introduces some idea that's dumb, the rest can ignore them. Mm-hmm. You know, like, y- you know, you get flying rancors or some shit in one movie. <laughs> that sounds just, awesome. It just, it, that does. I'm sorry. Dude, if you have rancors <laughs> with jetpacks, and let's say uh, no, Boba no, has to get No, no, not jetpacks. They have wings or something. That'd I, be I, sweet. I finished reading Rocketeer Cargo of Doom recently, so no. Yes. It will not be. Yes. Do not dinosaurs like that. or it's rancors. Not awesome. It's not awesome. It is awesome. Oh, that book made me so fucking pissed. <laughs> um, anyway, anyways, that yeah, like 
as long as you you don't um, treat it like something where you could introduce something like midichlorians and just fuck all all the other movies up um i think it's something where you could make a bad movie and it won't matter Mm -hmm. Um, that's what's so cool about that universe you know um even star trek doesn't even really have that because that's the star trek universe is pretty tight Mm -hmm. that if if you feel like you want to do something crazy like blow up vulcan you have to reboot the universe and create a different universe entirely in order to do it um and star wars you can do whatever you want like yep you know it's cool. What else you got for me, James? Um, this is something we should have talked about last week, but uh, I I missed it. Um, the Evil Dead got oh, an NC-17. Right. That's right. It did get an NC-17. Yeah. And um, and it also moved up a week in release. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, um, I, it's not surprising. I'm not shocked. I mean, I mean, those trailers, like, disturb me a little bit just to watch them. So, uh, yeah, you're right. I wasn't horribly surprised. Did you surprised, read the interview with the director about it? Uh, I read it. It was two weeks ago. He's, he basically said that he made the movie he wanted to make knowing he'd have to make cuts. Mm. So he made it, submitted it, and he said he didn't have to make too many. But that just means that we'll see it in theaters and then we know we'll get an unrated cut. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, the unfortunate thing is it's per- being released by a studio and there's yeah. no way they'd release it NC-17. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. It's It's one of those things where I feel like it's just sort of dumb that... No, it's like, dumb because DNC everybody knows what re- kind of movie it is. Yeah, exactly. And like, yes, it's going to be really disturbing, but we're not talking about porn. Yeah. You know, like it's not something where they're not going to be able to advertise it in a way where people aren't going to know what they're going like, to well, see. What's the name of the um, movie? Evil Dead. Yeah. You're not. You know, uh, and unless unless the only thing you know is, oh, yeah, Army of Darkness, that was an Evil Dead movie. These are, you know, kitsch, <laughs> you know, funny movies. These are funny man movies. Like, Do you want to know what the original name of Evil Dead was? Uh, Not the remake, but the series? No. Yeah, I mean, I do want to know. These witches are bitches. (laughs) True story. (laughs) Oh, man, that's good. Um, (laughs) I read that in the Evil Dead Companion. Yeah. Based on what we've seen from the trailers, they they couldn't cut a trailer for that movie that made it look not Mm -hmm. like what it is. So it's just a, yeah, it's a shame, I guess, but... We'll get it eventually. Yeah, we. I mean, I I had a feeling it was going to be. The truth is, I've seen those trailers. I don't know that I want to watch the director's <laughs> cut of that movie. I think I might want them to censor it a little for me. Uh, yeah. Um, th- this is a weird one. J.J. Uh, Abrams and Gabe Newell announced this week that they are uh, working together on something. Um, nobody's quite sure uh, whether or not it's a Portal movie or Half Life movie. Uh, nobody's even quite sure if it's a movie. Um, hmm. This could, if you don't know who Gabe Newell is, you know, this is a movie podcast. Not everybody does. I don't think you do. Um, he's the guy who, he created Valve, which is a video game yeah. company, uh, and they made Half-Life. Yeah, it's, I've read a lot of interviews with him. Yeah. Um, he's a really smart dude. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unfortunate they don't make more games as a gamer. <laughs> that's how I feel. Because um, it's been like f- 10 years now since Half-Life 2. Um but f- what they've done for like the PC market and stuff like that with Steam and and his whole way of looking at when when you bought uh, Portal on PS3, it came with a a free pass to also own it on your PC because he, Gabe Newell is one of those guys who looks at it and goes like, no, you bought it, it's the same thing. Like whether it's on your PC or, mm-hmm. or your or your PS3, it's the same thing. So if you buy it once, you own it on all of them, sure. um, which is awesome. Like he's one of those cool yeah. forward thinking guys. Um, and for him teaming up with JJ Abrams, I want to do, I want to know what it is and I want it in my eyes right now. Um, but the cool thing is it might be some kind of 
video game movie crossover thing where the two of them will be intertwined in some way. Uh, it's just it's just it's two good guys who think like that. You know what I mean? It's two guys that know how. J.J. Yeah. J. Abrams knows how to market things, and he knows how to make games. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's still sort of up in the air as to what exactly it is, but uh, it, whatever it is, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Um, and then in the last few weeks, we've gotten a lot of uh, Days of Future Past, uh, the X Men mm-hmm. first class sequel uh, casting news. Uh, mostly just being that like everybody that they can get back from the original series is coming back. Um, Ellen Page is gonna be in it. She's uh, so cute. Yeah. Um, who else? Is, who else was it? Uh, Hugh Jackman, Sean Ashmore, who plays. Iceman. Oh, yeah. Um, but the, the weirdest thing here, and the reason I think it's interesting to talk about, is that this it's a series that, especially because of The Last Stand, I feel like is is one that deserved getting rebooted, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, the, they, they squandered so much greatness with The Last Stand that I felt like, oh, you know, if you start over again, cool. But this movie is going to tie them all together in a very... We said before the show in a very like Avengers esque kind of way where they're gonna try to get everybody into this movie yeah. that it almost it almost solidifies the last stand too much. Like I'm afraid well, that and I think you have to understand too about X Men comics is they have so many different timelines. Yeah. They have so many different worlds because even Days of Future Past is a separate yeah. timeline than actual right. it's X Men is really confusing. It is. So to me, all I care about is sweet mutant action. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the truth is, now that you say that, it would be really cool if they just like somehow retconned out the last stand. Like if by the end of the movie, <laughs> like the whole the whole story is that they have to go back and like somehow they just stop uh, Scott from getting killed. Well, he by- was killed off camera. Well, no, but that's the thing. Like they, they, uh, if we if we say he really was killed in the last stand, but then at the end of Days of Future Past, they've gone through time and space, and they save him from getting killed, and they erase all of the last stand, <laughs> you know. And then we can just make another normal X Men yeah. movie, have it be in canon, and be fine. Yeah, like I don't uh, mind the last stand, but that was the one thing that really bothered me is they yeah. killed Cyclops off screen. Yes, yeah, come they on, kill. The leader of the X-Men. <laughs> like, yes, guys, I know the Wolverine is cool, but he is not no, the leader of the X-Men. Her. Yeah. Like, in the, same way, in the same way that you don't kill Captain America, you know? Yeah. Because it not, it's not all about Iron Man. Sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I think that's most of the news. Unless I missed something else. I don't think so. Yeah. I think we got it all. Yeah. So, James. Me. What's on top of your stack this week? What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. All right, this is a really cool one. I'm excited about this one. Cool. Um, they have just started a book called Star Trek Countdown to Darkness. Yeah. Um, which they did Star Trek Countdown uh, before the the new, the mm-hmm. the, J- the first J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie. Mm-hmm. And this one, Countdown to Darkness, is obviously their sort of prequel series to, um, to Star Trek Into Darkness this summer. Um, and the very first issue is out. It's a it's a week or two old now. Uh, you should definitely pick it up. Basically, it's the it's going to sort of bridge the gap between the two movies a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the it's 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 well written. I'm liking the characters and stuff like that. I think they get the tone and the the voices of those characters fairly well. Um, and the art is it draws that really cool line between trying to be too photorealistic and then just sort of getting the mm-hmm. Uh, the essence of those characters, sure. right on the page. Um, it's uh, it's the kind of thing that George Jonti and Rebecca Isaacs do really well. 
Um, and uh, what it does is it introduces at the end, and this is not really spoilers, it introduces at the end this guy who apparently used to be the captain of the uh, of the Enterprise. Um, and he is somehow going to be involved in the movie, but nobody's quite sure how. We're not sure you know, if this book is going to really reveal too much about who Benedict Cumberbatch is playing or not. Um, I'm sure it won't really reveal it, but, you know, for mm-hmm. Star Trek fans, it might point people in the right direction. Um, anyway, it's really cool. It's sort of, it starts off, they they go to this planet, and in, in the Star Trek universe, they have the Prime Directive, which basically says, well, it says a lot of things, but one of the big ones is that if there is a, a um, civilization that doesn't have warp drive yet, so they can't travel the stars, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to interact with them too much. You know, you're not supposed to uh, affect their um, civilization's progress, sure. you know. But the point at which they start interacting with um, with people in space, that's when, like, you can start being friends with them and mm-hmm. helping them out and stuff. Um, and so they go to this planet where there's stuff going on and they're like, hey, these people are like in Roman times and yet they're doing stuff that seems like it's crazy futuristic. And they land, they they crash their ship down there, Spock and, and the captain go down and um, and and Sc- I think Scotty goes and gets hurt, I think. Um, and all of a sudden like these aliens all show up and they all got laser guns and you're like, wait, wait a second. <laughs> Where'd they get laser guns? What's going on? And so clearly, you know, they're going to have to figure out what's going on on this planet and then try and fix their ship and get out of there. Because Uhura, Uhura can't hear him because there's signals and stuff going on. I don't know. It's cool. Just nice. check it out. Um, I'm sure you can pick up copies of it anywhere I've, I've seen. You know it. where I've seen a really badass variant of that? Oh, no. Where? Colorado Coins Cards and Comics. Ooh, very it's, cool. It's uh, Kirk, hmm? but like half of it is like this red sketch, and the other half is painted in or something. It's pretty oh, awesome. Cool. Oh, man. Yeah, that's pretty neat. So, yeah, I saw that. At so Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Yeah, run over to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics and get it before I can get that. <laughs> and you know what? His variants are reasonably priced. I think it's oh, yeah. seven ninety nine. Oh, yeah. They're not. He asked right. me today if I wanted, uh, or not today, when I was there uh, two days ago, if I wanted the second printing of Amazing Spider-Man 700 because it had a different cover on it. I said, fuck no. <laughs> I didn't say fuck. I said, no, thank you. <laughs> the cover you is just, pretty cool, just, though. You just decked him. You're just like, I don't want to read well, that Well, no, he shit. knew. He says, do you even want to cover? Uh, this one's, dude, I'm not going to spend another eight bucks yeah. on it. The cover's really sweet, though. Oh, yeah? What it's, is it? Uh, I don't know if you've have you ever seen weren't the cover. There, weren't there already like seven covers for that? Uh, yeah. Mm. The, the, this is a reprinting. The, the, yeah, the standard. And then I think there's five variants. Uh, I got yeah. the only variant from Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Thanks, Andrew. Um, with a little Green Goblin in it. Um, but, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Have you ever seen Amazing Spider-Man 300? Mm-hmm. Probably, but I don't uh, remember it. Where Spidey's in his black suit, and he's, like, leaning over, and he's shooting his web, and it's, like, a circle and 300s all around it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. This one has Dr. Octopus doing that, and it has 700 all around it. I don't care. Yeah, which, uh, since I <laughs> I think that's a bastard version of Spider-Man. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, <laughs> Andrew was surprised I didn't drop that comic. Why are they reprinting it? Like, wh- Sold weren't out. there really... How many people are buying that issue? Like, didn't... Hmm. The, I know you can still find variants randomly, yeah. but the actual newsstand cover where it's the, the mosaic of Spider-Man's sold out. That feels to me like they, they probably under-ordered them so that they could maybe drive up demand. But Probably. Either way. Whatever. Either way. Doesn't matter. Yeah. You don't need to pick it up. <laughs> no. Pick up Star Trek. Yeah, pick up Star Trek. Variant cover. Cover coins, cards, and comics. Countdown to darkness. Very cool. So this week, we were without Brad, but the show must go on, James. Absolutely. 
and we saw Side Effects, which is Steven Soderbergh's last movie. Or so he says. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who knows? Maybe yeah. he is. Maybe he's serious. Um, I, I hope he's not. Here's the thing. I, uh, out of anything else, like if if nothing else, uh, I watched this movie and I was like, man, I I like the way he makes movies. I want him to keep making. Movies. So James, should people go see this movie? Um, yes, I really liked this movie. I you know it's not going to be necessarily for everybody. Um, at some point, I realized like it's a um, man. It's it's hard to talk about because it, it even even the people who made this movie don't know how to sell it. Um, from the trailers that you've seen, that's not really what this movie is. Um, in fact, it's a very different story than what they tell you in the trailers. Um, I will say that it is, it's sort of this very full of intrigue sort of conspiracy kind of movie where, um, it, it sort of changes hats as you go. At one point you will be sitting there wondering just sort of in a, in a moral dilemma where you're not really sure if, like whose side you're on and then later on you'll find yourself sort of in this mystery where you're just trying to figure out what happened um i think it's it's beautifully shot it's really well acted um and i i really enjoyed it i was i was in it um but it's not going to be necessarily for anybody for everybody i think if you're a soderbergh fan fan or or what i just described is really cool then yeah go see it otherwise just rent it you know uh yeah i'm gonna say rent it my, you're right. It's different than you think it's going to be. Yeah. Um, the performances are really good in it. Uh, it's shot wonderfully. Um, yeah. The one thing I will say about Steven Soderbergh is I love the way he shoots movies. And just because uh, he has a kind of soft hue to all his movies. And, yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, you already explained it pretty well, so I won't tread over what you said. So here's the trailer. I will say before we, you know, and I do this too often. I will say there are a a lot of twists and details in this movie and we are going to talk about them. So if you yeah. do think you're interested in seeing oh, this yeah, movie, point. Um, after the trailers, not immediately, but we will start talking about the, the, the spoilers for this movie. So if you, it, this was one that you definitely want to see, I would say, you know, stop listening now and go see it and then come back because um, I think that the way they reveal that is a lot of what is good about this movie. So, just yeah, well warned. Yeah, so. spoilers ahead, and yeah. you don't want this movie spoiled for you. No. I loved everything about him. His hands, the way he smells. He swept me off my feet. I can get us back to where we were, and I promise I can make that happen. You remember this beautiful lady here? Hi. How things been going with you? I can finally sleep. I have some energy. We had sex. Whoever makes this drug is going to be rich. 911, what's your emergency? I need help. Someone's been murdered. There's been an incident. What do we do? There's no sign of forced entry, no sign of struggle. Where's her lawyer? She doesn't have one. Just kept talking about you. I don't understand why this is happening. You know her? Would you have treated her differently if she was a man? That's not what happened. Em, what is going on? I put her on a blixer. I don't think you should be my doctor anymore. I think she requires more observation. Someone gets punished. It's all gonna go away. It's gonna follow you around forever. I had no idea this was going on. Stop! There were millions of dollars! He'd been lying to her, and he was lying to me. I would never be here if it weren't for you. I 
want my life back. You know I'm not crazy. Everyone knows everything. Damn, are you waiting? <laughs> Destroy that before it destroys you. <laughs> See how long we can wait. Um, <laughs> we just, just sort of sat there, like I don't know how to talk about this. I don't even know what trailer he's going to use because, like, how the, many the TV trailer? I don't know, but the, like the TV trailer is awful. Yeah. It's got that narration that mm-hmm. I kept saying. It's like it's like he's you know going to tell you like the name of the woman. You know, this mm-hmm. is so and so, and she's got this depression problem, and then the drugs are bad. Like, it's so not what this movie is. You know, the the movie is. I, I mean, I've said I said it in our little intro that it's wonderfully shot. I mean, yeah. the thing in it's well acted. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no part in the movie where I didn't believe any part of it, except for, I guess, the one part that was a little irksome is when Rooney Mara like grabs her little purse that has the drugs in it and she runs away, and her coworkers said, uh, "What was her character's name? Emily, where are you going?" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah. a little you know yeah. Annoying. I, and I will say, if anybody drops the ball, it's Catherine Zeta-Jones. I think that especially at the end, some of her, mm-hmm. some of her role as she, um, as she becomes involved, I, I was kind of like, this is weird. Um, yeah, but the but, movie starts with uh, Runa, Rooney Mara's character visiting Channing Tatum's character, who's wait, in prison. It, it actually starts with that. Oh, just uh, sort of very quiet shot of of like blood on the ground and. A and, sailboat <laughs> and a sailboat, and so it That's just right. gives you it just gives you a timestamp, and then it jumps back three months, and it, it it underpins the whole movie with this sort of idea that like something really bad is going to happen. So, and, and I think what it gives and that was a shocking that, part in the movie to me. Oh yeah, yeah. As soon as he he turns the tension on like crazy, like as soon as we cut to her in the kitchen, mm-hmm. um, we just sort of see the close up of of her hands in the kitchen. I was terrified yeah um and it's um, all because of the I power guess, of that I first guess, shot yeah because the first shot there's bloody footprints on the floor yeah and you're not really you don't know what it means you don't know what it means and they set it up so well where she is depressed because her husband is arrested for insider trading yeah and he's sent away for four years in this prison she sees him every weekend and he finally gets out and when she he gets out it, she becomes depressed because it's like he came back into her life, and they don't have the life they yeah. used to have. Well, and she—I guess she had some depression problems yeah, before that. Depression like they, problems you before sort that. of learn things that have happened. And um, so it goes on this really weird thing where she's um, prescribed these drugs, and she sleepwalks. Yeah, and she makes meals for um, for her baby that was miscarried. Yeah, and. And, you know, Channing Tatum actually plays, you know, the role of the concerned husband. He's really concerned about her, mm-hmm. you know, and encourages her to go to therapy, goes to therapy session with her. Yeah. And she recommends all these drugs. And so that moment you're talking about, that sleepwalking where, you know, she's making breakfast at one point yeah. for nobody. And uh, so that scene is so quiet and haunting. Yeah. Where it's like a, it's like the kind of scene that a lot of horror movies want to have. Exactly. You know, where there's nothing visually weird on the screen, it's just the way the person is behaving is so bizarre, you know, like yeah, they seem th- possessed. I mean, it's so well done that, that because you know that she's not herself. Yeah. And you know, she's cutting the okay, spoilers. Make sure make yeah, sure yeah, stop, stop, stop stop yeah. if you Which I think in the trailer they kind of say they say something about like, oh, at some point she, you know, yeah. um but still. Anyway, she's chopping this pepper and um channing tatum comes home and he thinks she's sleepwalking again he walks up to her and he says hey babe what are you doing and she just turns and like stabs him yeah like right in the stomach like 
three or four times. Yeah. And I mean, it was so shocking. There was girls in our audience that gasped. Yeah. And then he got stabbed in the back and he falls over and she just walks and goes to sleep like she was asleep. Yeah. And what, what was great, this is where I was into the movie, but then I kind of, I, it, it was kind of a boring movie to me. Yeah. Um, nothing really happened for a long time. It's a, and, it's a very, you know, slow burn of a movie, you know. So, so I, I can see that. But I did appreciate that part because I thought it, it was pretty horrific and yeah. it was it was something I didn't expect to happen. No. Um and so Channing Tatum dies and you know she doesn't remember it and Jude Law plays her psychiatrist who's I think he's really great in this movie. He's amazing. Um he's, I, it's maybe the best I've ever seen him. Yeah. So uh so that happens and you know uh and then to me the the big problem is they keep on having twist after twist after twist. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of goofy. See, that um, was the thing that I kind of liked about it. Because for me, um, after... So before b- before she kills him, there's this whole thing where she is depressed and she's seeing this doctor and they're trying to fix it. And you know something bad is going to happen. That things are going to go wrong. Um, but I think for for me, Rooney, Mar- Rooney Mara's performance there is what sells oh, me yeah. and gets me into the movie the scene where he's having dinner with where jude law is having dinner with his wife or lunch or whatever and she comes up and she's like it's an emergency and i was i was at the train station and i, I almost threw myself in front of the train um she totally sold me there mm-hmm. and i i had this moment where like i just wanted to help her yeah like, i she really got to me in this way where I, I I cared about her, and and it's one of the, I don't tend to care about characters who are just depressed. Like in in a lot yeah. of movies, if if the only thing that really defines them is that they're sad, I just sort of think they're shitty. <laughs> like like in real life, obviously that's but, not true. Yeah, like people who really have depression, her. depression, but yeah, it's done so well here. Well, I think there's that, a uh, sorry, there's a great line that uh, Jude Law says. He's being interviewed because what happens is is people are trying to find out is can someone have intent. To kill somebody if they're sleepwalking because of the drugs they're on. That's yeah. the whole point of the movie. So is she going to get off for murdering her husband right. because she didn't know? Yeah, like who who is to blame for this? Exactly. So they're interviewing um, Dr. Bangs, who's Jude Law's character. And the guy asks him, he says, well, why didn't you practice in England? He says, because in England, if you're mentally ill. If you go to see a therapist. Yeah, yeah, you're sick. In America, you're getting help. Yeah. And the way... Uh, so I, I really like that part. And I, and I think that that is, is what clicks here for me, is that in a lot of movies, if somebody's depressed, they just make them be sad a lot. And this one, I think they've... I don't know if it's all true, but it seems to me like they did a lot of research and mm. found things like like the whole idea that people who are depressed it it happens to them at a certain time of day and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like that, that there are sort of these triggers that they're not. It's not constant. It's just that there is sort of this monkey on their back that they can't get off. Um, and that that to me is what sort of. It, it, it for me, she became sort of this prisoner rather than just somebody who was pouty, you know, which yeah. I think is how it comes off in a lot of other movies, uh, and that's because of the way it's written, just as much as it is the way it was performed. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so basically, so you know, I can't remember. Maybe I'm just split drawing a blank. What makes him investigate if she's lying to him? Well, is so, it because of the trial that he? Oh, like, duh. It's because he was under so much pressure because they're blaming him. Yeah. For prescribing her these drugs. Yeah, and so 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 because after after her she kills her husband, it goes into the next part of the movie, which is where I was really invested, mm-hmm. where they um, sort of the middle third of the film, where because she's killed her husband, they um, 
they introduce it as yeah this whole sort of moral dilemma of like who is to blame here like is was this his fault and and I'm I'm sort of on everybody's side yeah. like that's what's it it's it's really a struggle to watch that part because while something horrible has happened it's like this is a crime where it's like there's no one to blame like you can't blame her because she was on these drugs and she was and she was sleepwalking and all of that and it was just a horrible accident and you have a hard time blaming him because you feel like from everything he's, just trying, seen, to help he's her. just trying to help her and, and and you know maybe his motivations for you know pushing for drugs and stuff like that maybe that's one thing but that doesn't come across as like his reason for mm-hmm. doing it like he really is just trying to help her um and i mean there's even that scene where Channing Tatum says like, Hey, can we find a different drug than this one? And everybody involved is just kind of like, well, this is sort of working. Maybe we can just treat the symptom and things like that. Um, so you really can't blame anybody. And that was where I was like, Oh shit, this is great. Like, well, I guess you've yeah, given me something that, to really think about at that moment too, because yeah. Channing Tatum says, should we try a different drug? And you know, it's, Jude law even says, well, if you want, we can try, you know, this, that, and, Rudy Mara's character says, "No, I didn't. she's the one." Yeah. Yep. And so there's and little that's, things. That's that's the one thing that. See, talking about it now, I think I like it more now. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing that uh, the first time watching it, it sort of was weird, but I was like, "Oh, okay, whatever." You know, that's that's simply because we know that her being on this drug, something bad is going to happen because I've seen the trailer. You know, mm-hmm. I know. Um, but then that leads to that next twist, that next sort of change in genre where we figure out that there is some real conspiracy here and that maybe she she made this happen. Maybe yeah. she really did kill her husband. Because, you know, you even believe her. Um, there's a part in the movie where no one believes him that, you know, he's whatever. He loses his wife and all this jazz or whatever. Yeah. So he goes and sees her again. He says, I'm going to inject you with a drug and it's going to make you sleepy. And I'm going to ask you questions. It's going to make you tell the truth. Mm-hmm. And he says, if you tell the truth, then it'll basically exonerate you don't have to worry about you know any repercussions yeah and she agrees to it and there's a you know she's talking and she's very in a dreamlike state and she's talking about how much she loves her husband and then she passes out and then you find out that he just gave her saline just salt water yeah so then he figures out that it's an act and yeah. he he twists once, once he knows that she's lying he then does, it's like okay my life has fallen apart because of this i'm gonna get her and he does some like really cool reverse psychology on everybody. Oh, yeah. Um, the way so, the way he starts just running the you. board. Now, after now that. I'm kind of liking this movie more. <laughs> now that I'm talking about it. Yeah. Thinking like about the it. way he starts running the board after that, where he's like playing them against each other and figuring out. You know, he 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 has figured out enough that he knows that he knows how he can think that he is that he can make them think that he's a step ahead of him. You know, even though he's not. And as he thinks they as they think that, then they reveal stuff to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the way that he then, uh, the the thing that I almost love the most is that, yes, he reveals this conspiracy and figures out that like, okay, they were they were conning these people, and that this whole time she wasn't even taking the drug; she was just faking it. Um, that's all fine and good. It's it's the almost malicious, like vindictive way that at the end, because he's her doctor, mm-hmm. he controls her life yep. and fucking ruins her. Is awesome because. Because halfway through that, when he or, or not that, but when when he reveals the saline thing where he did the test and he goes to the cop, the cop says like, "It's double jeopardy. Like we've tried her for killing her husband. 
Mm-hmm. There's nothing else we can do. So even if you prove without a doubt that she was sane and that she did it, you could have videotape of her like laughing and screaming, I'm sane while you stab. He doesn't say any of this. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. we, st- we still couldn't do anything. And so when the end happens and, and how he does it, like there was this moment where I was like, holy shit, like you're going to let her get away with this? come on and then it's worse like you almost feel like Catherine Zeta-Jones gets off better mm-hmm. because and, and no it's totally true Catherine Zeta-Jones gets off better because she goes to jail he destroys Rooney Mara mm-hmm. like in in a, in a almost sick way where at the end you're like oh shit you're an asshole but yeah but, but you're right at the same time she totally deserved it yeah exactly <laughs> it's just premeditated like, murder yeah like especially in that scene I love that 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 little line of dialogue she has where when she's telling the story and and she says like no I didn't just because he asks like when did you decide to, hurt, to kill her husband and she says every day you know mm-hmm. and she says like it's not a thing where you you just decide like um you know what I'm gonna kill my husband and that's fine like every day of her life with him she was like I am gonna fucking murder you uh and she was working towards that goal and that's when you realize like she is she deserves to just anything horrible yeah, and, and, and remember the only reason she killed him is because it took her away from the life she thought she deserved yeah. with being rich yeah like she was rich once and he and it turned out that was fake and that sucked Mm -hmm. so she decides she's gonna just do all of this for money um it's just oh man i I will say this last little part too uh remember uh in our theater when channing tatum was dead and then they zipped up his body bag girls in our audience said no (laughs) like they couldn't believe that channing tatum was dead i want to see more of him in this movie yeah which is true you know, Soderbergh is pretty good at getting really big actors to do little bit parts in his mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember the first scene that Channing Tatum shows up and he walks in and he's clearly in jail and the older couple down the row from us said, is he in jail? Yeah. <laughs> in case we didn't get it. Oh, Those no. people were loud. They were. Yeah, I know. And the problem was, so here's the thing. Uh, don't talk in movies, first of all. Uh, second of all, if you're going to talk in movies, sit close enough to somebody so they can tell you to shut up. Because they were just <laughs> far enough away that, like, there were a few times where I thought, like, I'm going to have to, like, you know, sort of push Sierra's legs out of the way and walk down there <laughs> so that I can quietly tell them to shut up. Because uh, I would feel even worse if, like, we're the only people who can hear them, because it was not the most filled theater. If, like, we were the only people who could hear them and I yelled down the lane, like, hey, shut up. <laughs> you know, and then somebody who was having a perfectly good time just heard me yelling. Like, that's not cool either. They're like, ah, oh, that um, big tall guy just told that old that, couple to shut up. That, what the fuck's wrong with them? That D bag with like, <laughs> shut up, Tourette's, who just, who just can't control himself and sometimes needs to tell, like, you know, they would have thought I was talking to Jude Law. Like, Jude <laughs> Law would be up there and I would just, hey, shut up! Uh, yeah, that would have been good, man. Anyway. Anyways, so that's side effects. Now I want to watch it again. Fuck you, James. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think it's a really slow burn movie, and if you're not in the mood for that, you know, to really think and take your time and stuff like that, it it, it can be taxing, but I thought it was really good. I really liked it. So next week, we're going to be seeing Warm Bodies and Die Hard. Yeah. So that'll be a fun week. Yeah, it'll. Uh, Stay tuned for Korra. Superfan will be on our show next week. That'll be fun, too. Very cool. Um, I think her boyfriend, Michael, will be on the show, too. I'm hoping he will be. Yeah. Um, we haven't. We ha- should have a mic for him. If only in the background, just cheering, yeah, her, cheering on, her on, wishing her happy Valentine's Day. That'd be awesome. Um, you can tweet us real underscore nerds. You can email us real nerds at gmail dot com. You can leave us a message on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Call us seven two zero six nerds five. 
Um, and you know what? You could be on the show too, just like Cora's going to be. Yeah, yeah. If you're always in the Denver welcome. area, if, if you want to come see a movie with us, yeah, we always see it around seven o'clock. So um, Friday nights. Yeah. So Send us a tweet or an email or something, and be like, "Hey, hit me up, and we will let you know." I really want to see um, Epic with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you are shit out of luck. <laughs> I don't really want to see Oogie Loves. <laughs> Oogie Loves too. Return to Oogie Land. <laughs> Oogieville. Oh man. Until next week, this has been a Neverless Visions production. Bye. I miss you, Brad. Bye. <laughs>